and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i am every week by greg of the dead how you doing man doing good how you doing blah man so this movie has been hyped up to me for i don't know how long by you so i was oh, glad yeah. to finally get to see it i love dracula ad 1972 and it's been like a little bit since i've seen it as well so i was like oh god i hope it does hold up and it's not one of those ones of like Oh no, I was just having like a really fun night and happened to watch this movie. That's why I loved it. No, I still love it. So this is pretty interesting because I was looking into the background of this and everything. So Hammer had been going on for quite a while at this point, especially the Dracula series and everything. Oh yeah. And Chris, one Christopher Lee was tired of being Dracula. He wanted to stop a while ago, but they kept getting him back with more and more money. And during this time in America, you started having things like The Exorcists and Texas Chainsaw coming up on the horizon soon. And, you know, I mean, like horror was starting to turn more like grisly and violent. So, like, Hammer kind of felt like the stuffy, like, nose in the air cousin to what was going on over there. So they yeah. figured it's time to reinvent ourselves. How do we do that? Let's send Dracula to the 70s. Which is so because they don't actually even have Dracula interact with the 70s at all. He stays as an old church that's like falling down while all the kids interact with like 1970s London. I'm glad you brought that up because that was kind of my thoughts on like, you know how Jason takes Manhattan, the promise is Jason takes Manhattan and really most of it he doesn't get to Manhattan. He's basically on a boat. Yeah. Oh, yes. I've talked about this for many hours. Yes. I feel like that with this, though, to be honest. Like, I wanted Dracula kind of in the 70s, and the 70s are not related to anything going on with Dracula in this movie. He stays in a single location the entire time. Well, and that's also, like, it would be weird if Christopher Lee Dracula was wandering around, like, the nightclubs and stuff. That wouldn't be anywhere near character for him, so it stays in character for him just to be like, well, I like my own old rundown house, and, you know, uh, I have my servant bring me victims and whatnot, but I also get where you mean of, it would be kind of cool to see Christopher Lee Nicholas caging through a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was kind of promised to not deliver that, you know what I mean? Just by the premise and everything. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, we're going to see that Dracula today. Didn't really get it. Well, more what I well, like by about By today, it. I mean 70s today, you know. Yeah, today by 1972. <laughs> but I love the um how, like, the police have to handle it, and it's like the descendants of Van Helsing once again get roped into a Dracula thing, and it's uh, Peter Cushing's uh, Van Helsing ancestor, like, having to be like, well, I know that you'll probably lock me up in the insane asylum, but we got a Dracula. That, I'm glad you brought Peter Cushing, because everyone talks about Christopher Lee with this. This is Cushing's movie, though. 100%. Yeah. This is a Peter Cushing movie. And I'm not this, complaining. He does great. Like, he's, like, my favorite part of this movie. But everyone always talks about Christopher Lee Dracula in this movie. And honestly, he's barely in it. This is Peter Cushing's uh, Van Helsing Descendants movie. That's quite a bit of Christopher Lee Dracula is he's barely in it. There's a couple of the movies that Christopher Lee refused to say lines in because he hated the script. 
so Dracula doesn't say a word the entire time. Yeah, and I know in the original Dracula novel, it's kind of like that. Actual Dracula isn't in it all that much. It's about everyone else. But, yeah. so Christopher Lee would carry around a copy of the book in a lot of the early Hammer movies, and would be very mad when it would deviate from the source material <laughs> and things like that, and would, like, flip to pages and point, like, this is why he wouldn't do this, and get very mad. He's a bit of a diva back in the day. Well, Christopher Lee basically knew Bram Stoker, probably. Like, not actually. <laughs> but, like, he goes so far back into such, like, acting royalty that he started in what, like, he, how many decades did he act for? Like, it's insane. Oh, I don't know. He was the only cast member of Lord of the Rings to have actually met Tolkien, so that tells yeah. you something. But Christopher Lee just, mwah. Peter Cushing, amazing, like you said. This is more of Cushing's movie. He does a lot more acting, but I love Lee's Dracula. Yeah, definitely. And every time Lee's Dracula's on screen, I'm captivated. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm like, okay, here we go. I just wish we got a little more of it. I still enjoyed this movie. It was fun. It was silly. It's kind yeah. of a ju jump the shark movie for Hammer. I'm not going to lie. Like, if I had to describe it. Well, it is so much, like, you put it so perfectly earlier, of Hammer was the stuffy, like, everyone, like, all the Hammer movies, it's like Victorian age people of, like, they're in their puffy jackets and their wigs and their, like, uh, makeup face, and they're all having, like, proper, like, tea parties and shit, and Dracula's lurking around. That's why I love this one so much, is, like, it gets out of that. Like, I love that, and I love, like... Oh, we just get half an hour of dialogue that has not a whole lot to do with anything. I am a sucker for that for some reason. But this one's so great because it gets away from that and it's like a whole new thing of like, oh shit, these kids are doing LSD in the 70s and everything's groovy. Some of the dialogue in this is amazing, and I love it. I, it feels like today, if we tried to write a Gen Z movie, but being our age, or to be honest, even a little bit older, trying to write one, I feel like the writers of this movie, like, writing the that day's current hip lingo, it gives it a certain charm to it that I really like. Yeah, it's like if, like, Dracula came to 2023, and it's like, oh my god, Becky, did you see on TikTok that Dracula's back? <laughs> Exactly. It's just like that. Hashtag, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so Dracula 80, 1972, from 1972. So if you're saying, what the hell did Greg mess up when he made the title? No, the year is also in the title, but I still have to put the year because I have to be proper with it. Yes, of course. Directed by Alan Gibson. Do you got some writer credits on this? Uh, Don Houghton? He also did... Uh... The Satanic Rites of Dracula, which I've seen and enjoyed. And he did Doctor Who Inferno, which looks like I believe that's the fifth Doctor. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know the, um, what, Satanic Rites, I think, was the one that came after this. Because it continues this story, even though like, they recast the girl playing Jess and stuff like that. Right. It's also uh, directed by Alan Gibson as well. Oh, okay, so the same team pretty much stuck together then. Yeah. It's a good one as well. If you enjoy this one, I would recommend satanic rights i don't know next month you have me watching so many vampire movies I'm, oh. i think i'm gonna be taking a good break from vampires for a little bit <laughs> oh we're getting christopher lee dracula we're getting nosferatu we're getting bella lugosi as a knockoff dracula 
But this whole thing starts with, I think, how you sold this movie to me. Yes. It's the final showdown between Lawrence Van Helsing and Dracula in 1872. And there's this high-speed carriage, like, race. <laughs> like, it's going. They're ducking from trees. People are falling off. Eventually, the wagon gets disconnected from the horse, and they crash. And what goes right into Dracula? Well, the carriage wheel. Because it keeps, like, cutting from, like... Dracula and Van Helsing are like fist fighting on top of this like carriage, this horse drawn carriage, and it keeps cutting to the carriage wheel and cutting back to them. And then, like you said, the horses break away and they take off. The carriage crashes, and Dracula's impaled by the carriage wheel. Like the worst luck. Is it just me or did it seem way too daylight for this to be going on right here? Yeah, this is almost like final showdown like dracula knows he's fucked because the sunlight's coming up so it's just like i'll do what i can yeah but he's laying there with this wagon wheel impaled into his chest and van helsing comes and finishes the job shoves the stake deep down dracula withers away and <laughs> it can only be described as is super long hold on photographs yeah and they set up how Dracula, like, kind of, like, melts away, and, like, his flesh melts away, and he turns to bone, and that turns to ash. It's that version of Dracula in this one. And I kind of like how they do it later a lot more. But I get why they didn't do the full-on, like, holy shit moment at the very beginning. Because we already got so much of that, because... So many of these Hammer movies are like an hour and 15 minutes of boring talking in rooms, and then the last 15 minutes is fun stuff. Yes, exactly. So this is a big kickoff odd that you wouldn't normally see like this. Oh, this is usually the ending, like, big thing. Yeah, but after impaling Dracula and he fades away for a long time, Van Helsing succumbs to his wounds and falls over and dies as well. You see another guy come up and take the stake out of Dracula and some of his ashes from where he melted away into a little vial. Yes. Um, The ring, I don't know if this is the exact ring, but I know Christopher Lee had a replica ring made that Bela Lugosi wore in the original Dracula as like a kind of an homage to him of like, I know you came first, like a tip of the hat, which I like. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. At the funeral for Van Helsing, our little sneaky guy who stole the ashes earlier puts them right outside the cemetery, just some of them, puts them in the ground and puts the stake in on top of it. He's so, like, he's, like, digging the tiny little hole, then pops up and looks around, like, extremely suspiciously, and then dumps in, like, the little bit of ashes and then, like, stakes it in. It's like, do 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 nothing going on. <laughs> and then title cut to the groovy 1972. Oh. I said, I love this cut right here because it's like the graveyard and it's all gothic and stuff looking and it's like the Van Helsing grave. Then cut to a groovy airplane flying in the sky. This isn't the 1800s anymore. This is the groovy 70s. We're got a bunch of hippies crashing a house party of a bunch of squares. Yeah, so there's this party going on at a bunch of like stuffy, like rich people's house. Oh, because I never... <laughs> the, there's really pearl clutching going on oh, here. <laughs> there are monocles falling into wine glasses all over the place. <laughs> this band's playing, which apparently attracted this like free love hippie crowd, and the rich son 
is talking to the mother, like, what is going on? What, what? And he's like, I only invited the band. All of them followed. And all these people, like, there's people making out under a table while a girl eats an apple. They're <laughs> drinking, smoking inside. It's so weird. And finally, like, I'm phoning the police. And they do. And then they're all discussing how long it'll take the cops to get there. They're still just dancing. Oh, I say we have about eight minutes. And okay. And they just keep partying for like seven minutes and 50 seconds. Police come and they all like are leaving. And the leader of this ragtag crew, Johnny Alucard. Uh-huh. Emphasis on that last name, people. Alucard. <laughs> And it's just so funny how later they like do the like letter for letter of what oh, it is, I and it's like as soon as they say Alucard, it's like if you say Doctor <laughs> Acula, it's like I, I know they did the Alucard thing and Son of Dracula with Lon Chaney Jr. and I think what was that the thirties or forties? I mean that's been done a thousand times. Even Monster Squad did that and everything. Yeah, but. They wait till time, and then they're all leaving, and Johnny grabs, like, the ceramic little statue, like, figurine thing, and <laughs> acts like he's gonna smash it, but then puts it down, walks out the door, and then he's a badass, and he tips over the statue anyway and leaves. Johnny reminds me of, like, that main droog from, uh, Clockwork Orange, um, is it McDowell? I don't remember the name. I know you were talking about that. You mean like in looks and everything? Yeah, in looks and how he's acting through most of the movie. Of the like, oh, what, what? And he's just like has his nose stuck up. He's just missing the double eyelashes in the hat. Exactly. But they're all at the coffee bar and Johnny's telling them about their next far out thing they're going to do. Yeah, like, wouldn't it be super groovy if we did a satanic mass and talked to Satan and Dracula? <laughs> Because he's a date with the devil himself. And they're all like, oh, I don't know. And like, don't you need to desanctify a church? And there's an old one due for demolition they can do. Won't hurt anybody. And then the one girl I love, she goes, come on, Jess. It could be a giggle. Yeah. Where it's just like, they're super groovy. They're trying to do anything anti-establishment. Do you know who plays the girl? Like, I think her name's Laura. The come on, Jess, it could be a giggle. No. She was the main girl from Maniac, who Frank Zito just shows oh. up at her house and everything. And she was also in Dr. Fives. Yeah, exactly. That's her. Oh, holy shit. That's awesome. She shows up in a lot of stuff we like. She's never like the star or anything, but she shows up in a lot. Yeah, that's insane. That's why I love like clicking on the, like actors' names on Letterboxd, because you never know what they're connected to. Yeah. We cut to Johnny's house and he has this portrait the same exact portrait that's in uh van helsing's house later on but this portrait of dracula hanging up where he just looks like not like him at all no it's like dracula like done like in like this weird sketch thing but it's like satan dracula is like looks way more demonic than he's ever looked yeah, and he has the ashes that the rest of the ashes that weren't planted outside the cemetery and the ring. Yeah, it's in this little vial, which the ancestor looks exactly like um, Johnny, which also the Van Helsing ancestor looks exactly the same. It's like people never like change, like they never married outside the bloodline. So it's like the McPoyles where you got to keep the blood pure. <laughs> We run into that in horror a lot. But yeah, yeah. exactly. They're the exact same actors. It's always so <laughs> funny when they do it. 
But since they're going to be doing this black mask, Jess's grandfather knows a thing or two about this. So she goes to see him, Lorimer Van Helsing, for some background information. Yeah, and he's like, has, he, and this is Peter Cushing once again showing back up. The most proper British gentleman ever. He has like this huge library. He's always done up in like a three-piece suit. Now tell us the location of your rebel base. Yeah, <laughs> which is, I always, I love the behind-the-scenes thing of that, because he hated the boots he had to wear in Star Wars, yeah. so he wore slippers. <laughs> yeah, anytime his feet weren't in frame, he's wearing slippers. It's great. But he takes this stuff so seriously, he doesn't want her messing around with it or anything. She leaves, but I love, like, she tries to put his mind at ease, she goes, I'm not taking acid, I barely drink, I'm not having sex with anyone, and all this, like, it could be a lot worse. Bye, Grandpa, and she leaves. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, that's great, but, like, yeah, because she's like, I'm not shooting up, I barely drank half a pint of lager. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, well, exactly. just stay away from the Black Mass books, honey, because then, like, he puts the book back on the shelf and then grabs, like, the Dracula book by Van Helsing of, like, all the information. It's like, dun, dun, dun. Well, he just picks it up and puts it right back on the shelf. Yeah. He doesn't even flip it around or anything. No, it's like two seconds. Yeah, just so we know, he's aware of Dracula. Yes. The friends are all meet, about to meet up at the old church. Just Jess and her boyfriend show up so far, and they get there. No one's around. They sneak into the cemetery part, and they find Lawrence Van Helsing's grave. And then she's scared by her friend in a mask, and the rest are inside. But she's very upset that this is like some elaborate prank on her because of her great ancestor. Look. Why would you... No, no offense to my great ancestors. Thanks for getting me here, I guess. But, like, yeah. if I didn't know you when you're from the 1800s and we happened to be at a graveyard, their gravestones, and I'd be like, oh, cool. As long as people weren't, like, knocking it down or anything, like, okay, that's weird, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. My reaction would be like, oh, shit, that's weird and kind of cool. Like, I'll take a picture of it to show mom and dad. All right, that's it. Like, I didn't know the person. Yeah, she's, like, so offended. Like, they just spit on her parents' grave or something. Because also, like, her boyfriend is super, like, huffy, like, oh, how dare they? Uh, uh, that Johnny, he must have done this on purpose. Like, he looked around. It's not like you could Google things back then. Like, oh, Van Helsing grave. Is he just going from church to church looking for the grave and be like, oh, this will be a laugh? I mean, we know later that he probably does know, but in this sense, no. Random, just plain Johnny would not know. Right. It's because they, uh, her boyfriend keeps having to, like, uh, talk her into going, of like, well, I don't know if I want to go to a satanic black mass. It's like, oh, they'll probably just have some drinks and smokes and some music going on there. It'll be a laugh. It'll be funny. Yep. <laughs> but they go inside, and the ritual begins, and Johnny is taking this 100% seriously. He has a tape of a playing in the background <laughs> as he's up there, like, with chalices holding his arms out, calling upon Satan and all the rulers of hell. By the way, Dracula has been promoted in the afterlife. He calls yeah. upon him with all the rest of them. Well done, Dracula. Congratulations on your promotion. Oh yeah, Satan is like, I, I see what you've done up there, I enjoy th how much goth you've brought to the world. Yes, and as he's doing this, the grave outside, like, the ground starts swelling up and everything. Oh yeah, it starts doing the spookies thing, where the ground's swelling up and there's smoke coming out of it. 
Dude, and he just wants to sacrifice Jessica so bad. And he keeps getting oh. other people volunteering. You do have to be like, God damn it, stop it. Because, like, they have chosen you, Jessica. And she's like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, the other girl, like, runs out into the middle of, like, the giant pentagram. is like, take me! You know, Johnny's sitting there being like, God damn it, Dracula doesn't want you. Like, you'll be fine for now, but he's going to stay on my ass to get her. Exactly. He carries her up to the altar, and then he gives her a chalice, pours the vial of Dracula ashes in, then cuts his hand and bleeds in it. The grave outside starts smoking at this point, and the chalice is like bubbling and overflowing with blood and ashes all over her, and everyone rightfully is like, okay, what the fuck at this point? Well, yeah, everyone's freaking out. He just like dumps the chalice of Dracula ashes and blood all over her. She, like, throws the goblet, and then he's, like, running after them, like, holding his wrist, being like, no, don't run yet. It's like, it's not over. Everyone runs away. He's like, wait, Jessica, it's you he wants. (laughs) That's gonna get her to stop. Like, oh, okay, sure. (laughs) It's the worst thing you could say. Yeah. But... After everyone leaves, Johnny walks out and pulls the stake from the ground, which was the one... No one's pulled this out in all this time? In exactly 100 years to the day. And then there's so much smoke, and this is a cool reveal. Like, a smoke machine's going, like, crazy where you can't see, like, a foot in front of the camera. And when it clears, Dracula's standing right there. It is a really cool reveal, I think. Oh, yeah, because Christopher Lee already was like extremely tall and they shoot him from this low angle where he looks like Godzilla like height (laughs) (laughs) but he goes inside and bites Laura drinks her blood and all that kind of stuff I thought he was turning her at first but we find out that was not the case no he's just had to you know you wake up you're hungry yes a day later the rest of them are all at the coffee bar the cavern again and they're like what was that? That was weird. I don't think Johnny's going to show back up here. And of course, Johnny shows up but says, Laura took the train to her parents like she does every month. And everyone's just like, oh yeah, she does, with no history of her ever doing this. No. Well, he does say the wrong name of like whatever city she lives in, because Jessica brain, like catches onto it and like won't drop it. And Johnny, you know, is sitting there being like, God fucking damn it. Like, I almost had this perfect. Yeah. But he's acting like the whole thing was a prank. He shows, like, the blood capsule that goes in the water and everything. And he's like, you saw the tape recorder itself. All sound effects, all this kind of things. Oh, it was just a big laugh. You should have seen your faces, though. Oh, this is how they make the wonderful 70s techno blood. Exactly. Honestly, the fake blood here, though, that, like, he puts in the water and everything, looks way more like blood than the blood we get. Oh, no, this is definitely, like, how Tom Savini will, like describe it as melted crayons it looks like melted crayons yeah the fake cheap blood looks like blood that's supposed to be fake and that looks like that it's also where he like has a blood like pill caplet thing and like puts it in the water and it's like see that's how I did it it's like okay so did you have like a hose running to your arm to cut it and like you should be in special effects not just pulling pranks yeah wait till Laura hears about this that is all all a joke and quick cut to kids finding her body in the church demolition or construction two seconds of like two little kids like the American man stole my balloons age kids (laughs) 
staring at a dead girl. And it's like, oh, that's fucking creepy and like startling. Yeah, exactly. And it only cuts for that. And it cuts right back to the coffee bar. It goes, well, to make it up for you, you got just tickets to the Jazz Spectacular as an apology. And like, these tickets are super hard to come by and everything. And her boyfriend's like, too bad. We're already going to the theaters. The the movies tonight. The pictures. That's what they call it. Yeah, and their one other friend is like, oh my god, I would do anything to go to that show. Anything at all. Wink, wink, Johnny. As like Jessica's once again like, no, I can't go. And like she's sitting there like batting her eyes and Johnny's like, oh, fucking god, I guess. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to take another one. Like it keeps his plans keep failing, and other people volunteer. Yeah, it's like, what can I do to like have you come with me to Dracula? Like I'm throwing tickets at you. The, the police are on the scene where Laura's body was found, and the inspectors are naming off a list of her friends, and so they're gonna start looking into everybody. They go and talk to Van Helsing because of the way Laura was dressed. Is their whole reason to talk to him? Oh, okay, that's weird. That's what they're like, she looked like she was already wearing, dressed for a funeral. So we thought, we know about occult stuff, maybe this oh, falls into that. That was right. their super reach way to get the inspectors to go talk to Van Helsing. What, because she was in a robe? Yes, exactly. So, I'm in a robe all of the time when I'm at home. So, if I'm ever found dead, they're gonna think it's an occult thing? I don't think they're wearing, like, a bathrobe like you oh, are around the house, it. though. It's like a spooky robe. I need a spooky robe with a hood. <laughs> they tell him that the body was drained of blood, and Van Helsing wastes no time to going, it could be vampires. Yeah, almost immediately, of, like, this guy works at a university, he's, like, a proper British gentleman who's old and whatnot, and everyone respects him and stuff. And he's a mere like, yes, it must be vampires. You know about my family history of fighting vampires. Here's a picture of my grandfather. He died fighting a vampire. The thing about vampire movies, it's always hard to tell what kind of reality we're in, though. Because there's yeah. some where vampires were a thing long ago, but they just don't happen anymore. That's kind of where I'm thinking we are in this. Then there's ones like, for example, Fright Night or Lost Boys, where vampires are a thing of pop culture, like they are in real life. And so people already know about them, but they're fake. And there's ones where you've never heard of vampires. So this one, I guess if we're going, what kind of reality is this? Vampires were a thing a long time ago that many believe are true. Some might think are legend, but they're not like pop culture phenomenon. No one knows Dracula except for the historical figure, not like a fictionalized version of him. There is at least some vampire knowledge because the inspectors do bring up at some point about like silver bullets and garlic. And Van Helsing's like, well, it matters the kind of garlic it is. It's not always reliable, but this is where they also bring in a new way to kill vampires of running clear water. Cold water kills a vampire. Yeah, they, they can't that's shower. That's the worst one I've ever heard. Not even holy water. That's the worst one I've ever heard in my life. What happens if it rains? Exactly. There's, dude, like... We pretty much at this point, like, quit saying garlic kills vampires. We know they have an aversion to it. You know, that's pretty much as far as garlic goes anymore. Crosses right. will burn them, but they just don't touch it or they get away from its presence. It Pretty much the steak is the last remaining thing that we 
traditionally say will kill a vampire. Garlic is the most useless one. Yeah, and sunlight. Yeah. But this cold water one, I'm so glad never caught on. No, because it's so weird. Because later on, spoiler alert, a vampire is defeated by a shower. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? I can't wait till we get to it. But right then, Jessica shows up, and the police are asking where her and her friends were. And at first, she's, like, trying to keep quiet, but then, due to her grandfather's pressing, she tells them the story and everything. And then she learns that Laura died, and she's very upset about it. Right, yeah, they finally tell her, like, yeah, your friend died, that's why we're here. And then she's finally like, oh, okay, I'll cooperate with you. And she tells them, like, where they can find, the police can find the rest of her friends and stuff. And, like, there for a second, she tries to, like, call to warn them, because they all have, like, grass and LSD on them. Dude, so, this also is where she tells Van Helsing Johnny's last name, Alucard. Right, and he's like, hmm, let me think about this for the next 15 minutes, and I'm gonna draw up a diagram. So, it cuts to also Johnny's house. Him and the other girl are making out on the couch and everything, and then he just brings her to Dracula, and Dracula's pissed. He's like, she is not the one. One of his only lines in the whole movie. Well, it's also two things I thought, like, during this scene. Number one, it's funny, because, like, well, also, did you, I love his house, where he has to drive through that tiny little narrow thing, and he always does it, like, way too quickly. I'm like, I'm surprised they didn't wreck a car filming this, because how quickly they drive through that tiny little archway. Yeah. Uh, Johnny gets her back to his, like, flat for some crumpets and some chips and some fish. You're going to lose uh, every UK listener we have on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's not potato chips either. It's french fries. You guys call it the wrong thing. Yeah, soccer. Um, (laughs) She, like, he's like, oh, there's some uh, smokes in that box there. She pulls out, like, a Cheech and Chong-sized joint. It's hilarious. This also then makes me think about um, what we do in the shadows. Because, like, the first season of that, the vampires go out to a club and they drink people's like blood that have been like drunk and whatnot. And they're on drugs. So it makes the vampires on drugs. That's the only way they can get high. So now I just imagine Dracula stoned, like, Holy shit. Like bring me another rat. Dracula said they're watching South Park, having a great time. <laughs> oh fuck. I was supposed to be doing something. And it's like one of those 24 hour marathons. Like, oh no, the sun. He's on his couch. <laughs> But yeah, he drinks her anyway, and it cuts to Jess, she saw it in her dream. Yeah, because she's screaming and whatnot. I also want to mention, Jessica has the worst wig. It doesn't look real, does it? Is it a wig? It's. I don't know if it's a wig or if it's a hairstyle, but it's horrible. It's this weird, it's like, her hair. Bowl, it's like a bowl cut thing with extremely long down the back. I don't know what this is. Yeah, I have no idea, but yes, I noticed it as well. Um, this is where Van Helsing has the words Alucard and Dracula with all these, like, lines going from letter to letter, and he figures it out and gasps. It's literally backwards. It's not even jumbled. It's just Dracula backwards. Like, I know they've done this before in other ones, where it might have been in Son of Dracula, where they finally figure it out because they see, like, the name in a mirror. And so you're like, oh my god, Dracula? It's like, yes. It's it like it's, it blows my mind. It's not even scrambled letters. It's just written backwards. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, 
Johnny is demanding to be turned at this point, and Christopher Lee, Dracula's probably like, no, you keep messing up and bring me the wrong person, but he turns him anyway. Well, it's, it's Christopher Lee, it's almost like, you're no Renfield. It's like, you're really, like, nowhere near the servants I used to get. Because he's, like, super, um, like, he does, does doesn't seem to like him whatsoever, even more than other of his followers. And, it's like, when he dies and stuff, it's not like he tried to, like, f- like go with him and fight and stuff. Like, Johnny becomes a vampire, goes off into the night by himself, and almost ditches Dracula. Like, I got from you what I need. Yeah, exactly. But it cuts to him dumping a body in the river, and he's a vampire now. He sees this girl <sighs> on the laundromat, and later we find out she's dead, so she's on the count. Johnny's horrible at getting rid of bodies, because he just, like, opens the car door, pushes her down a hill, like, you kind of hear a splash, it's like, ah, yeah, she's gone. It's like, no wonder they found the horribly, like, buried girl at the very beginning. Yeah, exactly. They're not hiding these things at all. No! Next, we get Van Helsing at the police station talking to the inspector he spoke with earlier, and he tells him it could be Dracula, and we get this long, like, officially, I think you're crazy, but he believes him anyway. But it takes, like, definitely a few minutes too long. It's definitely that hammer time of, like, hammer likes to stretch things out a little bit and make things a little bit more proper. It must be, like, the British in them or whatever. You don't know how bad I want to drop an MC Hammer soundbite right when you said that. <laughs> it's hammer time? No. Yes. Wrong hammer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of between Van Helsing describing everything and the inspector looking very puzzled and like, her, I'm not quite sure about this. And then finally at the very end, he's like, well, yes, officially, I do not believe in vampires. But unofficially, what's the plan? And Van Helsing's like, yes! And he gets super excited. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it goes on forever, dude. But see, I, for some reason, I love it. I don't know why. I mean, I think I've told you before, like, Hammer's never been my thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's always gone a little too long drawn out for my taste. There's some I, I do like and I appreciate them. I especially like the Frankenstein ones they do, but yeah, yeah it's just never been my thing. Frankenstein's extremely interesting because it follows the Doctor instead of the monster. So it does the exact opposite of what Universal did. Yeah, and I love the Universal one more, but I do like yeah. their take on that. It's really fun. Oh, so do I. And it's cool seeing Cushing getting to play a villain. Yeah. Next, Bob, one of the friend groups, goes to see Jess and tells her, Johnny's been caught. The police want her for a statement down at the cavern. And so she leaves with him after telling like the housekeeper, like she tries to keep her there. Like, no, no, it's fine. Believe me. And she gets there. And by the way, the cavern has been shut down at this point due to drug activity there. Yes, it was an LSD front or something. Of course it yes. was. It was hippies. But they get there, and Johnny's there, and it's revealed that Bob is also a vampire. And they go to grab her, but her crucifix, nec- crucifix necklace that her grandfather gave her burns Johnny on the hand. And Bob's about to bite her, but he's like, no, she's for the master. Yeah, and Bob's like, I've never met this master. Who? I just know I want blood. Exactly. 
Um, Van Helsing calls home and he learns that Jess is gone. And then we have him running around to funky music. And I love this. This is goes on for so long. It happens multiple times of him just running around like just like hopping over fences, looking like peering down alleyways. And Peter Cushing has to be so tired by the end of this. Oh yeah, but like you said, it's so great. It's just like funky bass guitar going on. He gets to the cavern, and he finds the necklace is there, and then we get more running to more funky music, and Anna, one of the friend group, finds him and tells him where Johnny lives. Yeah, she just pulls up in a car, because Van Helsing's, like, running down the street, he's completely, like, out of breath, he's, like, sweating, and Anna's like, yeah, I just saw you running away from the cavern, he's like, yes, yes, what do you want? I don't have time for this. She's the only reason that he can actually do any of this. He's being so rude. Yeah, because she finally says, like, oh, no, it's like the uh, we were at the dilapidated church the other night. So he knows where he lives now. So he shows up at his house and Johnny's like, where is she? Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Huh? Do you? And grabs his hand and there's like the burnt cross on it and everything. He like pulls his hand away so offended that he would grab him like that. Yeah, where, like, Johnny's, like, packing or something, isn't he? What's the things also he has? Like, the black things? Well, they're, like, black mask candles. It looks like a giant fucking dildo, though. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's just, like, we need to be, like, the master loves goth. We gotta be black and satanic. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The the fight starts. And this... (laughs) This is ridiculous. I loved it. It's not... I can't say it's a good fight scene, but it's great. Yeah, it's definitely, it's slow-mo hammer fight scene. Of like, okay, we're Peter Cushing's actually doing this fight scene, and we don't want to hurt the star. So just very gingerly fight the old man. But this just goes on, like, at one point, uh, Van Helsing gets scratched in the arm, he's bleeding a little bit, but he's trying to get back into his coffin, Johnny, which I don't get why, because he's just going to open it up and stab you anyway. But he yeah. wants to get in his coffin. And Van Helsing throws a cross and a Bible into it, and which I guess renders it useless where he can't sleep in there now. That's something about the vampires that's been so weird. Of like, even back to Dracula 1931, Bella Lugosi's running away from Van Helsing and whatnot. And what's he do? He runs immediately into his coffin to hide. Yeah, it's like, where do you think you're going? I, you're right there. You're just in a box. That's yeah. all. You're just repackaged. Yeah, it's just so funny. Of like, they won't find me in this box. <laughs> but the sun's coming up, and he uses a shaving mirror to catch the sunlight, and like, kind of chases them <laughs> up the stairs with a little bit of sunlight reflecting on the wall. And this, he kills himself. Yeah. He trips in the bathroom, accidentally opens up the skylight above, like this window above him that shines in, falls into the shower, happens to turn on the cold shower that we now know kills vampires. It's like melting and bubbling. It was like, no! And he dies in the shower. He looney-tuned his way into a death. Yeah, he goes, you'll never find her! And dies. It's just so, because it is, like, like he trips and falls, the skylight opens, he's like, whoa! And, like, he goes, bunk! And he accidentally, like, turns the shower on. It's like, Monday's right. The inspectors show up, and I love that they're not concerned with the dead Johnny in the tub, and they're just helping Van Helsing, like, tape his arm up. 
Yeah, to where, like, the shower's on for a good little bit when they're talking, and then one of the cops walks in and finally turns it off. Yeah, it takes them long enough, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Van Helsing is on his mission, and now he knows where he has to go. He goes to the old church, and he finds uh, dead Bob there. Did Dracula just not like this new vampire? I'm guessing so. Uh, Between Bob and Johnny, these are two horrible vampires. They barely made it. Like, Johnny got to drink one person's blood. He immediately, like, looney-tuned himself into a death. Did everything bad vampires could do. Like, I'm surprised he didn't trip into a garlic cart or something. Like, a <laughs> Italian guy was walking by with a pizza. He's like, oh no, my be pizza! And it, like, hits him in the face. He gets there, he finds Jessica sleeping up on the altar, but she's unbitten yet. So he's like, okay, there's still time to save her. He puts <laughs> her cross necklace back on. And then, I guess, just waits, or it's nighttime now, because Dracula goes to Jessica and goes to bite her, but then sees the cross, and, like, like he's grabbing something hot out of the oven that he doesn't want to touch, but he can do it. Yeah. He pulls the cross off. He's like, okay. He's, like, shielding his eyes from it. Also, how awkward is this for Peter Cushing Van Helsing walking up to Jessica, who's his granddaughter, and she's in this, like, extremely sheer, like, extremely low-cut nightgown. Yeah, she's in the, the Dracula bride costume. Yeah, and it's just gotta be like, oh my god, uh, cover yourself, darling. <laughs> what the, at the end, we'll get there in a minute, because it's, it's it on priority list, which is odd. But like, anyway. as soon as she's, like, kind of okay, he's like, here, take my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> but he, Dracula goes to bite her, but it's interrupted by Van Helsing, and they had this stare down with each other, like it's a Wild West, like, about to be a gunfight. Because Peter Cushing has, does he have, like, some kind of line of, like, think back into your memory, you remember me? And it's like, yeah, of course, you look exactly like the person that killed me. Like, I've only been back alive for, like, four days. So, is this, like, Alien, Aliens, and Alien 3, where Ripley, like, in her timeline, it's over, like, three weeks? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) He's also like, hey, I've only had ten minutes of screen time since you stabbed me with a wagon wheel. Yes, I remember you. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you're who I usually act with. <laughs> well, this is actually only the second time, though, in a Dracula movie that these two were both in it together. Oh, really? Yeah, this was only, like, this reunited them from the original. Oh, okay. They were both, like, in a lot of Hammer movies and stuff yeah. together and everything, but this is the first Van Helsing Dracula played by both That's... of them in the movies together. That's so weird. Like, that, it seems like they should be in a lot more. I know, that was weird when I, I double-checked. I'll double-check again before I release this to make sure I'm not spouting bullshit. Okay. But I saw that, I'm like, that's weird. Yeah, because uh, even I'm sitting there being like, I don't know. He chases Van Helsing up the stairs. He gets up there, but Van Helsing stakes him in the chest, and he falls off the stairs to the first floor. But I guess he missed the heart, because he looks down, oh. and... It's with ahead. that, it's with the silver dagger. Oh, Okay. That's why it's not a stake, it's a silver dagger. So I think it's another one of those things, like the cross and whatnot, because like, Dracula lands there and he can't really move, he just like writhes around in pain, and that's when Jessica comes up under her, in her trance and like removes the dagger, and then he's okay. Yeah, she pulls the dagger out of him and then cuts her hand with it to like heal Dracula with the blood and everything. This is also I something I love about Christopher Lee Dracula, is when he's in like super stalk mode his eyes go like extremely blood red and he looks like super demonic oh yeah like when he's in his like full like predator attack mode i think that's really cool 
Yeah, I love it. But he chases Van Helsing outside, and like Van Helsing basically jumps around a corner and holy waters. I'm like, ah! And just throws a bunch of holy water in his face. And then Dracula falls right into a pit of stakes, like a bunch of them. Then Van Helsing grabs a shovel and pushes him further down, and all this like super bright blood squirts out of him. Yeah, this is the extremely bright red techno blood. Yep, and he dies and melts right there. Yes, and this is the better melt dracula scene where like we saw a version of it at the beginning of the movie this one you actually like get some close-ups of him actually melting it's not just screen dissolves yeah i think this one's done a lot better yeah it's pretty awesome looking and dress is normal again and instantly like here take my jacket like we said cover cover yourself your hoobas are out (laughs) he says rest in final peace i think in latin and That also flashes across the screen and credits. Because that was what was on Van Hel- the original Van Helsing's tombstone. Yes. We had Dracula AD 1972. Holy shit, we finally did it after talking about it for so long. Yeah, this is one of those movies I've seen like on things before. I never watched it because I knew you were going to pick it for the show eventually. Oh yeah, and I was waiting and waiting and I was like, well, at the very beginning I picked it because I was like, well, we haven't done a Dracula movie in a while. We're really going to fix that here in a couple weeks. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so you want to get Count of the Dead? Yeah, so let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Extremely appropriate for this movie. Oh, yes. All right, Throg with Count of the Dead's where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we got with Dracula AD 1972? I'm going to say Dracula doesn't count, right? No, he gets Jason rolled. Like, right. he keeps coming back. But Johnny does count. Johnny counts. Right. I'm going to say eight. Uh, I was only six. Oh, shit. Good guess, though. Oh, that's great. Skunked of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting to my ratings from Dimension Z. <laughs> Alright, so basically I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie one through ten, one being the worst and ten being the best. I come up with that thing right now. I'm going to do, because this is like taking Dracula out of his time and place and putting him somewhere else. Almost like what they did with Jason, of like they took him out of this and they threw him into the future. Okay. So I'm going to do time periods that Dracula could be sent to. Have they done a Dracula in space yet? Yes, there's um some kind of weird, dumb Dracula in space thing. I've never seen it, but like the poster the the front of the movie it's like a cyborg looking dracula Eh. i demand to cover it oh god at some point we will like year 10 maybe soon um so i'm gonna say let's say the worst place for dracula to be sent to oh god what would dracula hate Oh no, maybe even like caveman times, just because Dracula is so sophisticated and he loves his giant mansions and stuff. If he had to like live in a cave, I think he'd be miserable. Yeah, I think so too. I don't picture Dracula would be fond of the desert either. There's no like no. woods or like creepy places to hang out, just flat forever. I don't think he'd be a big desert guy. There's not a lot of fog. Yeah. Um, there's no gothic candles. Exactly. And the best place for Dracula to be in is probably like the between the 1600s and 1800s when he's usually depicted. Maybe even closer to the 1600s because he always talks about his former glory days and how he wants to almost like relive them. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give Dracula AD 1972 eight places that you would send Dracula out of ten. Okay. I really love this movie. I'm glad that it did hold up after not seeing it for a little while and talking it up so much. There's a little part of me that was like, oh, fuck, I hope that I still like this movie where I can defend it. And I did love it. It was so much fun. I love the other Hammer movies, and this one has a Hammer feel to it, but it's different enough where it's not like, uh, it's once again a stuffy party. And, oh, no, Nina, don't go to Dracula. Like... (laughs) (laughs) I went six places I would send Dracula to out of ten. I liked it. There were some things this really did to me, and I I mean this, I guess, I can't say I don't, but I can't say I do. I guess this is half an insult, half a compliment. This really felt like Dracula's jumping the shark moment. Like, we have to do something crazy, maybe it'll land, like we've run out of ideas. And it pays off at times, but also, what I said at the beginning, I feel like we, the Jason Takes Manhattan promise with this a little bit. To where I liked it, but I'm like, Man, but what I was thinking is so much cooler than what we got a little bit. But what we did get, I liked a lot, so six places to send Dracula out of ten. That That's actually not as bad as I was thinking it could be. Oh, no, it's not bad. It was a good movie. It just... Good. Some really cool things that I was hoping they'd do that they didn't. Do you see now why Brett from Dimensions E likes it? Yeah. Because Dracula's in it? My last thing I think on Dracula AD 1972 is I love Christopher Lee as Dracula. Him and Peter Cushing together are like always amazing. Like they were like a match made in like movie heaven when those two met. There's that picture of them in like the 90s. It's like the last picture of Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee like together and they're still smiling. Like they seem like they were great friends. I, I don't know, but I like to believe that they were. Exactly. Am I like I've not seen anything to say that they're not. So I'm going to say yes, they were. But I Good. love seeing those two together. I'm glad we got to do another Christopher Lee movie because I think other than Gremlins two, this is our first one. Uh, he popped up in Sleepy Hollow for a quick minute. That's right, he did for like half a second as the judge. Yeah. Holy, isn't that insane? That like it went from he wasn't he like in World War Two. And then he went all the way to being like Count Dooku in S- Star Wars Episode Three. <laughs> His career is one of like the most legendary careers of any actor, if you ask me. Like no joke, like just everything from like his metal band, like he yeah. was knighted. Like if you just follow his career, it's wild. I don't know why there hasn't been a Christopher Lee biopic yet. Oh, there has to be at some point. And it's like the baddest motherfucker better play him. Like <laughs> yes. But uh, unless you have anything else, man. No, that's all I think I got. Awesome. Well, we hope that Dracula AD 1972 has left your brain throbbing with horror. This brings to close another episode of Throbbing with Horror. But fret not, friends. Another episode will be coming next week. Same time. Same place. Be sure to check us out on all the social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin wherever you find your quality social media.